Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the campfire. The only place where friends and strangers alike sit down and tell tales in truth or fiction. In exchange of my blessing of their safe travels. Allow me to relight the fire while you relax and listen. Make your mind wander about the reality we live in. The story I'm about to tell you is from a traveler named Polonium Poisoning. He called this experience, I knew a woman who never took off her wedding dress. Please, allow me to tell you his tale. Colin was a sweet woman who lived across the street. We weren't close as kids or teenagers because she was around five years older than me. But our parents were friends. I think she babysat me when I was younger too. When my mother learned that Pollen was engaged, she sent me to help with the bridal shower. Poor mom, she thought I was like that because I was too often around boys and needed to learn to be more feminine. But she's got that backward. That's when I first learned that Pollen and her soon-to-be husband had made a blood oath. The first to die comes and takes the other as soon as they can. She explained to me, swirling the ruby ring gently around her fingers. Isn't that too dramatic? What if you end up divorcing and marrying other people? We won't. We are soulmates, she assured me. Her naivete made her incredibly beautiful. But it felt really wrong being 21 and thinking that I was so much more mature than a 26 years old. I didn't pursue the matter, but she kept talking about him in a dreamy tone. Aiden would like this, I wish Aiden was here, and so on. Her dreamy tone almost made me believe that soulmates existed, and that you could make the person you love the most follow you in death by just willing it. I met Paulin's friends, and we all ended up having some quality girl time. Holland explained to us all how she believed that you can wake up in the afterlife and start controlling things with your mind. Of course, your memories will be hazy, she clarified. But that's why we made the blood oath, so we can remember. And how will one get the other back? I asked, entertaining her. I like to believe that we'll both grow wings. It was all terribly silly when I think back, but Pollen had something about her that made everyone pay attention and marvel at her words. Despite the age gap, we ended up becoming good friends. I think we were finally at an age where it didn't matter anymore. Since I was in college but lived with my parents and didn't need to work, I had a lot of spare time to accompany her to wedding dress fittings, cake tasting, and all the little things that were the world for brides. But Pollen was a pleasant bride to be and never freaked out. She was just thrilled about marrying the man of her dreams and wanted to make it pretty if possible. Little by little, I grew to understand her devotion to Aiden. And he was just as crazy about her, if not more. When they were together, the world felt like a brighter and warmer place, like marshmallows slowly melting over my heart. The day of the wedding came around half a year after her bridal shower. It was neither a big nor a small wedding. It felt like both Pollen and Aiden were able to invite exactly everyone they wanted around on their happiest day. Not one more, 
not one less. I felt somewhat honored to be there. Still, the happiest day never came. When Paulin arrived, belated as any bride should, there was whispering and disquiet. Aiden wasn't there yet. Her smile didn't falter, because she was completely sure that he would never bail on her. But I could tell she was worried. The bridesmaids, her two closest friends since high school, started making calls to try to find out if the groom had a sudden illness. Soon they realized that Aiden's parents were there, but not his brother. They informed that their other son was supposed to drive the groom as part of his best man's duties. When the devastating news came, everyone wanted to comfort her. Everyone wanted desperately to protect her precious heart, but it was too torn apart to notice anyone else. It was all too fast and scary. A sports car ran a red light straight into the mirage. The man in the passenger seat was dead on arrival. The driver was taken to the hospital, but his state was critical. It was all so hard on everyone. Aiden's brother ended up surviving, but he'll be tetraplegic for life due to severe injury to his spinal cord. As far as I know, he's also miserable because he wished he could be the one who died. Right after the wedding that never happened, Paulin and Aiden's parents dealt with selling the house they had just bought and Paulin continued living with her parents. They both still worked office jobs, so her other friends and I started taking turns keeping her company while they weren't home. I did my best to be there for my neighbor and friend, but she wasn't there. She was living in delusion, and the only thing you could see leaking into reality was her desolation. I never saw such a deep and heart-wrenching sadness. Paulin refused to take off her dress. She would spend the whole day by the window waiting for Aiden and the whole night crying because she missed him desperately. Every single day. She was hopeful it was a matter of time until he woke up on the other side and remembered to bring her along. That's why she wouldn't take off the dress. He had died on his wedding suit. So it was only natural that she was up to par. Her parents and every single one of her friends tried to coax her into changing her clothes. We promised she could always keep the dress close for when Aiden came but she knew that we didn't really believe he would. It was like promising your kid that you'd buy them a happy meal some other day. No one dared to penetrate her grief and force her out of the dress. She spent the day in it, slept in it, even bathed in it, since we live in warm and arid weather. Having it dry wasn't an issue, only everything else. The once beautiful organza and silk were now ragged, grimy, and smelling. But she still refused to take it off. She started to believe that Aiden wouldn't be able to spot her in the crowd if she wasn't wearing it. It was impossible to change her mind, and even though she was seeing a therapist three times a week, she wasn't improving. Her mourning and PTSD were turning into a darker, more permanent mental illness. She started talking to Aiden, then explained to us that he was nearby, so she could feel him coming. He was just taking a while because flying is really hard when your wings are newly acquired. Then one morning, she disappeared for good. No one saw her leaving, and no one saw her at all after that. The only thing that we were able to find, in the small grove behind the house, was her filthy wedding dress. It had two large holes poked on her back like it had grown wings. After finding the dress, everyone who loved Pollen was relieved. Her mother readily admitted that she actually believed that Aiden somehow had come back to take her. Others weren't so fond of the supernatural explanation, but thinking that there was a chance that it happened brought us a sense of closure. It's not that we were happy about her death, but we conformed to the possibility of her finally finding her peace. She was an angel, after all.
Why wouldn't she grow wings and escape her flesh prison? The family held a beautiful memorial service in her honor. And slowly we all started moving on with our lives. Now, you might ask what I believe in. I would laugh bitterly because I don't have this choice. To begin with, being the person who spent the most time watching Paul in those days, it was only natural that I was the one to find her dead in the bathtub. Hiding and subsequently getting rid of her body was the hardest thing I have ever done. Tampering with the dress, though, was eerily healing. Still, I think that she would be pleased to know that I faked her rapture. A romantic and mystifying death fitted her way more than suicide. Now, that was the end of my tale. I hope you enjoyed yourself, listening while escaping the world you live in. That is all for today. Safe travels and a blessed day.